make that money. This episode is going to be dedicated completely to the capitalist in you. (laughs) Um, It was actually a topic that I wanted to talk about on how to get a job. Uh, But now it's going to morph. I mean, I'll I'll talk about that. Of course, that'll be the kind of the beginning of it. It needs to be because you need a job, right? So, but overall, it's going to be, it's going to be in part fundamentally what makes this country so fucking badass and uh, I know that in part and in separation from other countries because I've talked to a many immigrant and not just from you know Europe but uh, the east as well as central and south America and Mexico uh, I've, it bothered me that the other day at my other job, I was talking to a dude there and I brought up that other, how can I say this? Uh, other people in this field tend to shoot themselves in the foot when it comes to our clients. And, uh, what I mean by that is they, 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 uh, they run their mouth about price when they shouldn't. And as I said that to this guy, um, he, he really seems like somebody who just likes sounding right or being right. And from what I understand of other, and I know this is going to sound weird, but from other teams fans is that Michigan fans are arrogant. Now I'm really no longer a sports fan. Uh, I'm an athlete. I was, I loved all sports. Being that I was from Michigan, uh, I supported all the Michigan teams. So we're talking Detroit Lions, Pistons, Tigers, and Red Wings, as well as the Michigan football club and, and all of Michigan sports. Well, I'm no longer that way. Thanks to, uh, the Michigan Ohio state game last year that cured me of that. However, I still, I promise, I, I still will watch the Michigan-Ohio, I'm sorry, the Michigan-Michigan State game and possibly the Michigan-Ohio State game. Rooting root for Michigan just because I don't like the other teams. But anyway, this guy's a Michigan fan. And uh, I think he's a couple years older than me. And he's certainly been doing what we do longer than me. But he seems like a real arrogant douche off of how he responded to that. He responded by saying, if you're in this area of work for money, like money first, then you're in the wrong field. And he took a real holier than thou posture and kind of talking down his nose to me. Of course, I was sitting in a seat at the time and he was standing. But when he said that, it just instantly in me made me want to smack him. How dare you be so stupid? (laughs) Like, how dare you be so wrong? Sorry, dude. Uh, Nobody dreams of being this when you're a kid. (laughs) Like, kids don't even know what the fuck we do is when they're a kid, unless they have a a mom or a dad that's that, and uh, and it's it's, uh, conflicted with whatever, you know, they do as a family. If you're in anything 
working not to make money first, you're stupid. What do you, unless, and I'm not necessarily talking about, you know, the people who, when their kids get old enough to go to school and, you know, drive and all that. If you want to go get a job, fine, go get a job, whatever. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about if you're, if you need to make money, but you join whatever workforce, whatever uh, field in the workforce, and your number one thing isn't to make money, I don't want to be around you. I don't want you making decisions around me because you're you're a psychopath. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Your number one thing better be making money. Because if you want to live the type of life that most people want to live, what I mean by that is involved in society, a normal person that likes to own a house or rent an apartment or own a car or buy jeans or fucking fast food, whatever, your number one thing has got to be to make money in order to do that. You have to make money in order to buy shit. That's our economy. And our economy is a fundamental pillar of our country, the United States. It's, it's in part what makes us better than other countries. Now, what I was talking about with, with immigrants earlier is I actually just got done talking with uh, a client of mine who's a professor out here in Grand Rapids. Um, I just got done talking with him and he talks about how socialism is atrocious, how every, he, he had to buy his mom a house. Now I didn't ask him how much it was because I don't give a shit. Um, I don't really want to, you know, peer into that part. I just know that he bought his mom a house. Understandably, that house that he bought his mom probably doesn't cost that much. And I'm talking maybe around 10 grand. Where like most houses in the not, so they're not going to be like the, the poor areas of Michigan, but like the, the, the mean areas, as in the average areas in Michigan, are going to be around hundred dollars to $200,000. The house that he bought his mom probably is 10, 20 grand easy because it's, where is it? Uh, fuck. He just told me and I forgot. But anyway, he talks about every time he goes back down there, somebody's there with their hand out. And that is, I swear to God, that is the common thing amongst people who leave the land that they were born in, were raised in, come here, make a living. And when they go back, that is the number one thing to them. And it's so sad because they go back and everybody has their hands out. My dentist is from, my wife thought she was from Russia. She's not. She's not from Germany. She's from somewhere in between those two, which is like 10 countries. So it's, it's one of those in between. And it's a, it's a Russian sounding accent, but she's a great lady. My wife likes her because she's assertive. She's kind of an authoritarian figure to her. And uh, she likes that. So she likes like people who are certain about shit and you're going to fucking tell it to you, shoot it to you straight. And that lady tells me, I, she goes, I cannot stand these pieces of shit. I swear to God, these are words. Um, well, maybe she didn't say piece of shit, but she cannot stand people who, who, who argue for socialism. Because she comes from a, a, a socialist country and she says every time she goes back, they've got their hands out. And now these are people she grew up with. 
these are family and friends that she grew up with who she knows on a much more uh, regular, familiar basis than me and her, who when she goes back, they right away start asking for money because they don't have it because they're socialist or they're not socialist, but their country's socialist and they're only given so much and they're hungry a lot. They don't have what they want a lot. And that's the common thing. You know, she, she even went on to uh, talk about how she liked Donald Trump and she likes what he's doing and she doesn't like the idea of, of people criminally crossing our borders every day and automatically wanting to be granted amnesty and live here. She's like, no, fuck that. She didn't say, she didn't say any cuss words, but I'm adding that to, to kind of emphasize what it was she was saying because she was saying it without the cuss words but it but the the understanding was there um because she said as much I, she does not like those people coming over here and having a handout and wanting us to pay for it she doesn't like having to pay taxpayer money in order to give it over to them um and that's theft by the way taxes are theft you must understand it as such like we could handle everything with with uh our government uh, getting control over their spending, which they have none, and deal with that with the sales tax and not need an income tax. We didn't have one up, up until uh, 1913, so about 105 years we've only had an income tax. But anyway, um, and if we could, like, if they want to shave off the idea that this is theft, they could allow us to dictate where our own taxpayers or our own tax dollars go. Instead of going to NASA, instead of going to Planned Parenthood, you know, they're going to, oh, I don't know, maybe the fucking border wall, you know, the military. Going towards shit that we deem necessary. If you're going to take it from us, we should at least have a choice. No? Okay, well, that's theft. That is absolute theft. And it is. They are stealing from us. Which is why I have been hearkening getting a fucking, uh, a full audit on the Federal Reserve and also one on the IRS. Wouldn't that be nice to find out exactly what they're doing? They'll audit you in a second. You know, you fucking, and I've heard it as low as $20. You fuck up with 20 bucks, you can't account for $20, they will come after your ass. It's just like, I would like to pass what I would call the stamp law, um, where you cannot bill somebody for more than what a stamp would cost. I swear to God this happens. Uh, who was I talking to in an administration? And they were like, yeah, I've had to bill somebody for 15 cents and stick a, a stamp on there that costs 47 cents in order to send it to them. So now I've wasted paper, ink, an envelope, and a stamp for 15 cents. See what I mean? See how redundant that is? Just give up. Why? And by the way, why as a business would you ever incorporate that? 15 cents, you know what? Let's just market it zero because I don't want to have to spend money to get not as much money. Make sense? So anyway, let's get back to how do you get a job? Well, one, be smart as to what job you want to get. And you better have it on the forefront of that, that you want to make money first, especially if you want to start a family or worse yet, if you have a family, if you have a family 
and you take a job that you need for money, but you don't take that job based off of that idea, you rather join it because you just like helping people, I, please don't come around me. I do not want you around me. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking clean up your messes. I don't want to be around you to watch the sadness that is your life, because you fucked up and you thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking. I'm glad that you're a good person in that sense, but what you're not understanding is you're fucking up your family. Do not do that. Have it be. How can I make the most money possible for my family? You know, and the different levels of income are the different levels of life you get to play with. It's it's the game of money. It really is. I see it that way. That way, it kind of cuts it. It kind of sugarcoats it a little bit for me, so that it's not such a hard pill to swallow. That you know, when when I look at it, and I had a dog that had a uh, that couldn't use its legs anymore. It just the, the back leg stopped working. It was wobbling one way. One day it was weird. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with the dog? Next thing you know, it can't use any of its legs. So it was a uh, uh, central nervous system shut down. And I think they blamed it on uh, on the breed. I mean, it was a it was a mix. It was a mutt. But um, we had to put it down. However, there was a surgery that could fix it. I didn't have the money. I think it was like three thousand dollars. And we opted not to do it because we didn't have three thousand dollars to to perform surgery on our dog. You know what I mean? I know it sounds coarse, but I, I'm not going to put my family in a hole to fix a dog. Well, the dog is just as much fit. No, it isn't. No, it is not. It absolutely 100% is not. A dog's life, a cat's life, a bird's life, a fucking fish's life, any animal life is not worth as much as a human being. It just isn't. And if you think that way, uh, we probably shouldn't hang out either. Now, I'm not saying I don't love my dogs. I love my dogs. I got two of them right now. They're awesome. I love my cat. I used to hate cats until I saw a video where a uh, jaguar killed a python. And then I watched a whole bunch more videos on cats killing snakes. Turns out they're they're uh, the natural enemy of the snake and they kill them. They don't even lose I've seen a couple of dumb ones where like a python ate a, a, a house uh, cat. It's like, well, that's, you know, the odds were against the cat in the first place. But anyway, uh, and this was like a 25-foot python. Like, it, that's, a, that's an anomaly in the world, you know. So, anywho, uh, after I saw that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have three cats. That way I have two on the inside, one on the outside to protect the outside parameter from snakes because I hate snakes. I have a serious phobia. I like my phobia because uh, if I see a snake, I want to kill it. I'm not like one of those people that fucking passes out if they see a snake. You know what I mean? You throw one at me and that might be different. I might shit my pants, but I believe that that snake must die because it's seen me. It's caught my, my I don't know, my the scent of my soul and now it can track me. So I, like an instinct instinctively I feel like I need to kill it because it's um, it's an abomination to everything holy and it's in the Bible so just want to point that out oh and on top of that snakes are liars and uh, I've really not had too many people that pick up on this but I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyway snakes are liars because of the fact that they look slimy but then you touch them and they're not that's a lie that is a flat-out lie to your sense of seeing <laughs> they're they're liars. 
and they're bad. They're, I mean, what do they do? Oh, they eat bugs? Fuck it, I'll take the bugs. Fuck those no-legged, moving pieces of shit that, that have fangs and they retract and uh, fucking God doesn't even like snakes. They're horrible. They're fucking... Dude, he could have turned this devil into a piece of shit. He chose a snake. Okay, so the, the the fucking snake is worse than shit. If you follow that logic, <laughs> uh, I really don't like snakes at all. But anyway, I love my cat. I love my dogs. Um, and that's all we have right now. But I had turtles when I was a kid. I love turtles, and uh, I like animals. They're fucking cool. Every time I come around, dog. I'm a, I'm especially a dog person. But. Uh, yeah, no, they're not on the same level as human beings. There's a massive difference. Okay, so unfortunately, I had to put my dog down. However, if you don't think I was thinking, man, something seems really wrong about this. That you're just going to fucking kill my dog because I don't have the money to pay for the fucking surgery. Something something was, was in me that said, man, this just feels wrong, you know? However, I couldn't come up with anything that, that made it right that somebody should should be forced to give money in order for my dog to live. There was no moral thing that I could think of, you know, of a tax or a subsidy that I could receive by taxing somebody. So, no. How did I get there? Um, I don't know how I get there. I'd have to re-listen to this and see where I branched off on that. But anyway, when looking for a job, pick the right job. And once you've picked the right job, now what you need to do is you need to go into a stalker version of you. And, well, just shy of stalker. And what I mean by that is you need to bother the fuck out of whoever hires people at that company or whatever it may be. Bother them. And what I mean by that is you don't have to go overboard with it, but call them every day. Put in your application call them after you put in your application, tell them you put in your application and ask if they can hire you. And unless they're like, Hey, you, you don't know anything about bio, uh, engineering. You need to go through school. Unless it's a situation like that in which then you have to go do other stuff in order to come back and have, you know, the qualifications to work. Unless you don't have the qualifications, call them every day. Make it obvious that you are going to bother them until they give you the job. I swear to God, this works. Now, it might not work 100% of the time. There's always, um, what's that word? There's always exceptions to the rule. But it works. Bother the shit out of them. And that's it. I mean, you better be willing to do the job. You better not go in after bothering them for two months straight. They finally go, you know what, fuck it, you can have the job, you get in, and then you don't do the job. No, motherfucker, you better come in and make an example of yourself. And not just of yourself, but anybody else who's ever done that job. You know, be the fucking world's best, whatever it is. Dishwasher, server, bartender, manager, fucking full. If you got a full clothes, fold them the most crisp way that they've ever been folded. And also, and I saw this from Bill Burr, although I I think I believed it beforehand, I was happy to see that he called out this very basic thing in in our lives. 
which was, don't be an asshole at your shitty job. Because that's not going to translate over into something different when you get the job that you want. If you get the job that you've always wanted your whole life, you're not going to be some nice guy. You're going to be an asshole, just like you were back when you were doing, you know, dishwashing or some job that you thought that you were too good for. That's the entitlement that our generation has. So I'm generation Y. I am not a fucking millennial. Certainly what the millennials have is what Generation X started to have. Maybe it was the boomers that started to have that, and then it just kind of made it worse in Generation X, and then Y, and then Millennials, and then Z. You can't have a Y and not have a Z. There is a Generation Z. It's after Millennials, and you cannot have that from X and not have a Y. That is just, that's like saying something's over 100%. I know that there's a lot of people out there that that, uh, subscribe to that idea that you can have over 100%, but guess what you can't do in real life? You can't fill a glass of, of or a glass full of water over 100%, can you? No, it's going to spill out. Are you going to call all this spill extra over the 100%? That's 102%. It's just the water isn't in the glass. No, 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 no. That doesn't work that way. You have a 100% and then you have multipliers. God, I mean, there's, there's economists now that I talk to, professors of business that talk in, in over 100%. Well, Mick Smith is so smart. You're stupid for saying that. Fuck you. You can't have over 100%. You can't. You have 100% and then you have multipliers. Well, all right, that's 2.5 times more than that was. All right, that makes sense. Stop with the fucking 102%, 200%, three. Fuck you. If you don't go into multipliers, I'm going to call you out on it. I'm a little, I'm a little salty right now because of this fucking guy the other day that said this shit. And it was, it just baffled me that he's such a cuck that he's okay with that. By the way, he's from Ann Arbor and uh, he's a, he's a real Michigan guy. And like I said, dude, I'm fucking, I'm cured of that shit. And I know this because he's, he really gets into the Michigan shit. And then anytime he likes, he really likes sounding right because anytime I would bring up something, It'd be like, oh, well, no, it's this, or I got it better. And it's like, wait, whoa, I thought we were on the same page, you know, with this or with that. And it's just always an argument, you know, one of those people that just really fucking love to uh, have that small amount of conflict. But when it would come to something big, they're nowhere to be found, you know, they run for the high hills. Anyway, God, I'm just getting off on the tangents. Bother that person, go in there. Make an example, and not just that. You have got to understand that, in reality, we don't all get to live our dreams. We just don't. And that's it's a real sad part of what our country's coming to now, is that there's so many people that celebrity worship, and we listen to music, and we listen to all these nice things that you know celebrities and mega rich people talk about, and we want an easy way to getting into those things. We want an easy way. We want to. We want to get there. We want to get it fast. We don't have any patience for anything. And the next thing you know, we're fucking fifty thousand dollars in debt, sixty, seventy, a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in debt because we went to college and we thought that all right, well maybe it's not so easy, but it's going to be easier if I go to college. And then you come out of college and you're like, God damn, dude, I got to fucking go through all of these interviews 
to get a job. I don't have a job. Uh, I'm going to kind of give up on it, but I have $100,000. I still want to be a millionaire. It's all the shit that comes from the idea that somebody else knows better how to do it and the old way doesn't work. No, dude. You've got to start understanding. This is why elders are so important. You need to go back and you need to talk to elders. You need to talk to old people. Stop passing them off as if they're fucking dinosaurs and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Stop doing that. Listen to them. If at the very least, let's say that you're talking to an old person and they think they know the best whatever and you think you know better and they did make a mistake. Well, guess what you just learned from them? You learned how not to do something. See what I mean? There's always a way of... of getting something beneficial out of someone by just merely talking and finding out where where they stand, what they made. And what the really nice thing about elders is, and this actually goes back to the very beginning of this entire podcast and what I said to you, was I'm going to give you 35 years of making mistakes. I'm going to tell you what my mistakes are and were so that you hopefully don't fall down those same things or you stop doing them in order to, to better yourself. Well, that's the same thing with old people. Ask them straight up, all right, well, what, what are the major mistakes you made in life? Usually, especially nowadays, people are all the more willing to give you the mistakes that they made unless they're an ultra uh, narcissist in which when if they ever give you something that they made a mistake in, you better fucking take that to the bank because if a narcissist tells you that they did something wrong, buddy, that is gold. Um... Where else was I going with that? Oh, do your job the best that you can. Because you can actually, you can catch somebody's eye. It's usually going to be a manager. Listen, they are far less willing to fire you if you are making them money. And that's what you're hired for. Okay? And we need to really stop looking at it through the motions. I've talked about this before. Through the motions of work. Oh, I got to go to work. Oh, I got to be there for eight hours. We need to stop looking at it like that. Because if you look at it like that, that is depressing as fuck. Now you're just somebody that works for the weekend. And I don't like that. I don't like that we do that. I was raised in that. My dad was all about working for the weekend. So that he could go out and he could play drums. He could get paid for it. He could get his beer and all that taken care of uh, at the bar. He could party until 3, 4 in the morning while he has a family at home. And then next thing you know, that's why my mom and him got a divorce. Because my mom couldn't stand that that's all he wanted to do. He thought he was going to be a fucking rock star. He's a drummer. He's a good drummer. However, all they ever did was play covers. You don't get famous with the exception of, uh, as far as I know, one band. It was that, that fucking punk band. They got famous for playing covers of shit. But you don't get famous playing covers. You have got to come up with your own music. You have to have your own sound and you have to dedicate yourself to it. And you really can't do that with a family. My dad wanted both. He wanted to be a family guy to a a smaller extent than he wanted to be a rock star. And guess what he is now? Uh, Not a rock star. He's working as a locksmith in which he had to build up for that. And he, he started at the place where he's at as a janitor in order to get up to a uh, uh, locksmith. Now, there's something to be said about that. It was a humbling experience for him to have to be a janitor. And he didn't like telling people that he was a janitor. 
Um, and that's, to be honest, I, I'm telling you right now, dude, I could be a trash guy. I got no problem with that. One, because they pay trash guys a lot of money where I'm from. And to me, a lot of money is like 50, 60 grand a year. From what I understand, they actually make upwards of 80. And then, uh, I'm not a big fan of unions, but I guess you join the union. Yeah, I like the benefits of unions too, but I also don't like the, the overall idea of what unions tend to do, if that makes sense. Okay, I like the, I like a lot of the intent behind unions, but there's a difference between what the intent is and what unions actually do. Um, look at the teachers' unions. Teachers' unions all over the United States are uh, are cancerous. Um, there was a whole thing. What was it? There was a union in um, in New York. How did it go? I th- it had something to do with uh, the UFC, and they couldn't go there because the union... How did it go? The union didn't want them there or something? Somebody lost out on a whole bunch of money because of the union, because the union was bitching and moaning, complaining about some shit. Um, also, the, the mindset that happens with... Pe- I mean, I get it, but I don't like it. And what I'm talking about is um, they call anybody who works non-union a scab, and they don't like people who, who walk past or walk through uh, picket lines from unions who are on strike to go work. And I've talked to union guys about this. I'm like, all right, well, let's say in this scenario, because this isn't necessarily a hypothetical as much as it is every time that they strike and the company needs somebody to work for them, they hire people, and this is where you get the, the word scra- uh, scab from, they hired people to, to come in and work, and those people need to feed their family too. So they come in and work. Well, now they're, you know, getting harassed as they go to work as being called scabs and shit like that. In fact, I think a really good movie that kind of shits on unions is, uh, is it the new guy? Not the new guys. It's got Keanu Reeves in it. It's the football movie where, uh, he was a, he's a quarterback and he goes in and, and, uh, you know, the, the star quarterback of the team that is on strike is like this super douche. And uh, so I think, not that that necessarily personifies what it is to be a union person. But anyway, when I brought that hypothetical up to this union guy, he was like, yeah, that's, you know, I get that. I don't like it, but I get it. And it was like, all right, well, at least you can get it. However, on another side of that shit, this was back when uh, Kerry, John Kerry was running for president against George Bush Jr., This is back when I still supported the war and I supported George Bush. Um, And the unions fucking brainwashed the union workers into saying that they had to vote Democrat. That is not a, a, a seldom or uncommon practice within the unions. And I said to this, I mean, I was talking to this guy that was a, uh, ex army, uh, construction guy and he was I mean he was at that point when I was real small I was like six now I was about 5'11 145 150 if I was lucky and this guy was three times my size he was fucking intimidating but I mean sweet as sweet as he could be to me but you know we were friends but I'm having this conversation with him and he's like I have to vote Democrat and I'm like 
dude, it's illegal for them to know who you voted for. Why, if you... And he was even saying, yeah, dude, uh, John Kerry is a load of shit. He's a liar. Um, everybody knows he's a liar. We don't. I don't like him. I don't like what he's talking about. I'd rather vote for Bush. And I was like, well, then fucking vote for Bush. And he's like, I can't. I have to vote union. I have to vote Democrat. And I was like, it's fucking illegal for them to ever find out or to search to see what you voted. And he's like, I know, but I have to vote Democrat. And I'm like, my jaw is just hanging there. Like, who the fuck is scaring you into this? So, how did I get there? Anyway, no matter what it is, work and do your best and stop thinking about the, the motions. The new motion that we should all think of is, you're not necessarily working for someone like you've always thought. You are providing a service and they're giving you money for that. And you're providing a service every hour, right? And the better you do your job, the the better eye that you're gonna catch from a managerial position. They're, they can count on you, they can always count on you. And yeah, you might have to suffer in the beginning. In fact, most people do. I've had 20 years of work experience where I've been at the bottom. Every time I started somewhere, I was at the bottom and I had to work my way up. Just like now with the one job that I have, well, the other one, I just started two years ago. I'm still at the bottom, you know? In part, that has to do with, I don't, I don't know all of the steps without having to check, you know what I mean? I have to keep going back looking at the uh, the algorithm, whatever it may be, checking with uh, somebody for manage, uh, management in order to, you know, get a little more and a little better. There's always something I can do to make myself better. However, in the other job that I've been doing for five or six years now, um, I am an asset. Like, you know that, or they know that I will make them money because I uh, bust ass to do what it is that needs to be done. However, I'm also my own boss, so with the people that I work with, not for, but with, they know they don't want to lose me Um, because I bring them more money. And you would have to be a stupid businessman to, uh, to fire somebody who brings you more money. Gavin McGinnis actually talks about this when it comes to racism, where his example is somebody looking through applications and seeing on one application, wow, this guy saved the company he was at, you know, 20% this year and, and, uh, or this certain year for however long, and he's got all of this background and, and he's nothing but an asset. Oh, wait a minute. He's black. Oh, I don't want to hire him now. No one does that. No one does that. You would have to be the worst business. You would have to be in the business of losing money in order to do that. That would be flat out, outrageously stupid. So even if somebody doesn't like you, if you put forth the work ethic and the, the results, you're only padding your own safety net of staying at that company or that job. And you gotta kinda, you have to pull away from 
what the rest of society views as the motions of working. Because you're going to have to work for at least 25 years, no matter where it is. From start to finish, you're going to have to work there for roughly about 25 years on average. And you can maybe look at it like that. Like you've already, you're, you're, you're counting down the, the minutes or the hours, the weeks, months, years on this clock of 25 years before you can retire. I mean, there's all sorts of steps that you also need to, to check and double check and, and, uh, and be aware of like retirement, like your insurance, right? Your benefits package, whatever it may be. Um, and you can't, dude, people are, uh, are so quick to leave a job now. And I guess, I guess because there's seven, a, a 7 million job surplus right now that there are cases where people just won't show up to work and they've already went and found another job. Yeah, to an extent, I'm okay with that. In the idea that you went on to something better. However, you're shooting yourself in the foot if that's what you do. You're shooting yourself in the foot because your new employer or another employer down the road, like let's say you do that. Let's say you just don't show up for work today. You've already taken this other job. They were, you were lucky enough that they didn't call your employer and you didn't give two weeks notice. You left. Now you've left on bad terms because you just didn't show up. They were counting on you to show up. You've, you've now cost them money, which is what happens. Okay, if you don't show up to work, you're you're costing someone money. Well, they didn't they didn't have to give me money. No, but they were counting on you to make them money. They had certain instant projections from you today that your effort would put forth in making them money. Um and now you didn't. Okay, so now you went on to this other job that you think is better and all that, and let's hope it is. But in the off chance that that company goes under or all of a sudden they found out that there was a mistake in hiring you or they just don't need you. Now you're fired. Let's say that they gave you what you didn't give your last job. They gave you a couple weeks in a really lucky scenario. They gave you a couple months and then you're fired. Well, guess what you have to do? You have to do one of two things. I'm sure there's other options, but all I can think of right now, at least in this applicable hypothetical, is go grovel back to your old boss who probably isn't going to give you their job back, especially if they've already filled it. But you need to go get a job with someone else. And more times than not, that other job is going to ask you for your work experience. And you're going to have to give them the, the job that you left without any any notice and you left on bad terms. They're going to call them up and guess what they're going to tell them? You hauled off and left without giving them any warning. Now, try to put yourself in a, a business owner's shoes for a minute. Would you hire them? Of course you would. That would be the, that that would that would be in the realm of stupidity. Sure, let me hire this person who may go somewhere else, even if I try to make it as good as I can to, for them to work there here, they may behind my back go find another job and they might not show up tomorrow. I have no trust in this person. They have no loyalty whatsoever. 
yeah, that boss is probably going to go, nah, I'm good. That business owner, nah, I'm good. So be somebody that they can, they can trust and they can count on and have good results. Like if my brother-in-law is listening to this, he's going to laugh a little bit. I was never taught construction. Every time I went into a construction job, I had to be taught shit. So, I mean, I wasn't taught it by my dad, who is a carpenter. I was never taught anything besides what a tape measure is, what a hammer and nail is. Um, For the most part, that was it. You know, I'd see him over there making measurements and shit like that. He never spent the time to say, hey, this is what this is. This is what that is. Now, do I have some issues with it? Yeah, that was my dad. He should have fucking taught me. However, and this is what I was talking about earlier. You know what I took from that? I'm not going to be like him. I'm going to be a better dad. And so with my son and even my daughter, who's only two, with my son, I sit there and I make him sit with me while I show him how to do shit. I know it is so fucking boring. He doesn't care. He's only eight. He's like, what the fuck do I even care about this, man? You do it. You get it done. I am horrifically bad at... I don't want to say necessarily 45 degree angles. So whatever angles I can find on a chop saw or that's on the saw themselves where you can kind of rotate it, I'm good with those angles. It's anywhere that's in between and I have to find out what the angle is that I'm cutting for. I can't, I I have the hardest fucking time coming up with that. I'm okay with door jams. I'm okay with fucking flooring. I'm I'm okay with a lot that... I can just naturally figure it out on my own, but like my brother-in-law is phenomenal at, at angles, at everything. The dude, and I've asked him, I don't know, a hundred times now, where did you learn this? Who taught you? You know, and I just stand there in jealousy as I look at the shit that he does and it's fucking perfection. Like this dude could easily build an entire house by himself and it would be better I mean it'd take a little longer but it would be better than the whatever contractors you have that are building whatever like he is fucking on point and then some sorry brother-in-law hope I'm not blowing too much smoke up your ass but I'm serious dude like this we call it his name nice at my house like I have my name nice I have John nice but then I have then you have his nice and his nice is light years better than mine and he comes over in fact it made me so fucking happy because he came over and he liked how I I laid out my uh, my flooring and I put a kick plate underneath the uh, underneath the the, uh, cabinets under the countertop over by the sink he was like really impressed by that I don't think I've ever impressed him. <laughs> I don't think I've ever impressed him until that. And then he was like, yeah, I really like what you did there. And I'm pretty certain, I could be off on this, but I'm pretty fucking certain, here's to burst his bubble, he told me to do that. <laughs> he to- I feel like he's the one that told me to do that kind of in passing. And I just took what he said and I did it. And then he saw it and he was like, I really like that. <laughs> so... uh However, when it comes to caulking, I am not the world's best caulker whatsoever. Um, but I found a new way of doing it where you put, um, 
painter's tape, painter's tape, like where, where you're gonna like paint out. And by the way, never use painter's tape. It is so shitty. Cut, cut yourself. Do not use painter's tape. No matter how good you think you got it on there, it isn't. You're always gonna have leaks. Always, always, always. Painter's tape is for losers. Don't do it. Just take the extra time, you're gonna be happy. Okay, and by the way, doing the work yourself, there is nothing like it. Cutting your own grass and having a beer after, there is no beer that tastes as good as that. Okay, building something, having a beer after, no beer tastes as good as that. Um, but anyway, when it comes to caulking, you take painter's tape, this is the only scenario to use it, you put it on either side of where you wanna have your caulk, and then you make it, once you have that set, you make a nice big bead of caulk, and then run your finger over it a couple times, nice and smooth, make sure your finger's wet, wipe off the, the uh, excess on your finger on a wet cloth, you're solid, you're golden, you're, you're, you're good. And then, as soon as you do that, rip off the painter's tape when it's nice and wet, and you have an immaculate looking caulk line. And it's, it's actually something to, that, that catches the eye, real nice. And that shithead brother of mine, has, or brother-in-law, has never fucking pointed that out. Not once. I didn't ask him for that one. I know that for sure. I got it off of YouTube. And uh, he's never looked at that and said, hey, that's awesome. It's because he is good at normal caulking. He's very fucking good at it. To the point where, like this dude, let me tell you this. He knows, like, when he redid his last uh, front room, he ripped out the fucking drywall put up new drywall with the wires to the TV behind it because he doesn't like seeing wires. And it was like a fucking, the best professional that ever made it. So I know I'm just on, uh, on his, uh, his, his balls right now because of how good he is and shit. But uh, dude, when you've got somebody that has that high of quality, call him out. It's a good call out. So anyway, um, be that way in your normal fucking job, no matter what it is. And by the way, when you leave your job, you'll know that you did a good job. You know, like right now when I have, uh, at my one job, oh, last week. So this, this one, uh, group of people that I work with, they started a uh, real, they're fucking snakes in the grass, but they all of a sudden started demanding more of X every, now it's every week. Where before it was like I could do it whenever I wanted, no big deal. But in order to keep using their database, I have to set, I have to have so much of X, if that makes sense. So I had a couple of other things from my other job last week that I had to deal with for three of those days, three out of the five days of the week. So I only had two days to come up with this shit. I busted my ass and I got exactly what they wanted and sent it out to them. I felt good. I didn't like it. I didn't like that they made me have to do that kind of shit. And uh, I'm already fishing around for some other place to go. But until I get that, and by the way, do this. This is what my mom taught me, the staunch Democrat, which this is a very conservative way of doing things. Never quit a job unless you already have a new one lined up. Never do that. You don't ever want a span of time without a job. <clears throat> so fuck, where was, where was I going with that? I think I was going there. Yeah, don't ever quit a job unless you already have another one lined up. Damn it. Whatever. Uh, 
do a good job no matter what it is. That way when you walk away that night, when you're done, when you clock out, whatever it may be, you feel good about the job you just got done doing. Stop with the fucking worrying about all of this, that, and the other. If you have certain priorities that all of a sudden pop into your head and you need to take care of that or you're going to, you know, you're fucking losing your mind, you know what I mean? If somebody got in, let's, God forbid, an accident or something, obviously, that's something to think about. But when you're at work, stop worrying about all that other shit. Carry a notepad on you. If you think about it, write it down and then go right back to worrying about your work. What it does is it takes away from the time that you got to be there. Time moves rapidly when you start thinking about your own your own work and then bust your ass at what you're doing it makes time fly by and you feel good about the job that you did after and by the way also another thing instead of going overboard with that you can only do so much don't use that in, as an excuse okay use that not to hurt yourself while at work but never use that as an excuse oh I can only do so much because then you're going to be a lazy ass so anyway to recap, go all the way back to how do you get a job? Well, no, first picking your job. Pick a job and have making money be on the forefront of that. What job do I get to make the most amount of money in? All right, it's when weighing the pros and the cons. Now, does making the most money make you the happiest? You're not working to make yourself happy. Work isn't about being happy. Quit with that shit. That is not the American way, okay? You get to be happy when you're done working. Whether it be at the end of the day, at the end of the week, or at the end of your fucking career. Stop with the, oh, I, no. All right? Think about the job. Now, if it's going to take away from your family all together, all the time, working seven twelves, you know, for 20 years. Okay, now that's a bit extreme. Okay, yeah, I can see maybe taking a job that doesn't pay as much where you get to be home more. That makes sense. But you see what I'm saying? Do not go into it where your family needs money and you're going, no, I want to think about my customers first. Fuck your customers. You need to make money. So fucking have that be This episode is going to take forever for me to get through it. I was just saying um, at the end not to focus too much on the aesthetics of a job. Uh, some jobs are just going to be a pain in the ass, but it's also how you look at it. When you go into it, you know, just like the motions that I was talking about, you don't, you, if you look at the motions, if you're constantly looking at the clock, um, you know, if you're constantly looking at the aesthetics, if you're looking at what other people, you know, especially on Facebook or some social media or whatever it may be, you're just going to burn yourself out and you're not going to be good for anybody, including yourself. I mean, and that'll go and that'll bleed into your home life. Um, looking at your job and I mean, looking at life, is just like, Hey dude, it's another day above ground. I'm happy with that. You know, it's not to say take shit and eat it. It's not to say that at all, you know, but it is to say, look at your life and look at your work differently. Uh, I mean, from time to time, I'll look at what I'm doing and it's like, golly, man, you know, the, the one job is, is, uh, I'm looked at very low on it on whatever totem pole you could come up with you know between college professors and things like that you know where a lot of them shit I've had doors slammed in my face doing this job and not too not too long ago people I've had people fucking threaten to call the cops on me for some dumb reason um and it's just like all right fuck you and then walk away you know but uh and then I'll, I'll feel you know I won't feel so great about it and then with the other job there's not 
there's not a whole lot of, of, uh, uh, what's that shit called? It would not return on investment, but you know, where people, people give you a lot of, uh, praise or whatever. I don't have that. You know, it's a, I have to push myself in these areas. So, you know, it can be, it can be depressing from time to time, but you know, you got to look at, I got to look at the money. Just like with that guy that I'm talking about that debated me on, you know, you don't, well, you don't, uh, you don't think of money first. You must not be making a whole bunch of money. Fuck that, dude. No, you make money first. That needs to be your number one priority in working a job. You know, unless you can afford not to think of money first, then it's something different. You know, if you've made a whole bunch of money and you don't have to worry about it, well, then that's one thing. But when you're living a certain life that you want to live, yeah, money is money needs to be the first priority. And in fact, the word priority isn't supposed to be plural, pluralized into priorities. Rather, just one. What is the most important thing that you need to be focused on? And when it comes to a job, it's money. You know, and that's not to say treat people like shit. Again, dude, if you're working a working a, as a burger flipper or whatever, and you're just a douche, you're gonna be a douche when you come into your dream job too. But there's other ways, and it, and it really is kind of a, a it is mind over matter where you have to think a certain way. And I would argue that we all have been, I don't know, molded into believing you know, work is supposed to be X, you know, and, and then we fall into the motions of it. And, uh, you know, we're just waiting for three 30 to come around or four or five or whatever it may be, um, when we can leave. And when you do that, it, I tried to warn my wife when she quit her one job, I was like, do not think about the last day of work. Don't think about that. You have to go into it with the mindset that you're still working every single day at this job or else it's going, it does this weird opposite thing where it fucking tortures you because then you become even more, um, uh, fuck, what's that word? Uh, you, fuck, can't think. You hate it, basically. I can't think of the word. It starts with an R. You, you really start to hate it and it, and it fills your life and it fucks you up and it's just torture for the rest of the time, uh, that you spend at that job. So, and that can happen every day when you're just constantly thinking about the last hour, this is going to fuck you up. So you almost, you have to do some uh, mental, uh, hurdles in order to get into a different mindset, you know? And when you can over, overcome stupid little shit like that at work, Trust me, dude, somebody, if, whether you can or can't, somebody's going to notice. You know, if you're just in a fucking pissy mood all day, your fellow workers are going to pay attention to that. They're going to see that. But if you can overcome it, you know, you had, you know, you had a bigger bill than you thought or you got in a car accident, everybody was fine, but, you know, you fucked up your car, whatever it may be, and you can overcome it with a smile on your face, management notices that. And it's not going to be every manager. You know, it's not going to be every single person is going to deal with it, like I'm saying, but when you keep at it, they will. Somebody will at some point or another. And I mean, it's just, it's adding all of it together to make you a good worker. And, and, uh, eventually one day, maybe it wasn't the dream job that you, that you always fantasized about, but you know, maybe you reach up the, the level of, uh, or the, the ladder 
of the corporation or company or whatever. And next thing you know, you're making fat ass loot and, you know, work ain't so bad anymore. And you're happy and you're proud of your job. But another thing, let me add this, that's going to probably contradict the whole thing. Um, you're not your job. You know, I, I have a, an uncle who's a uh, plumber, pipe fitter, and he really seemed to live his life that he, that he was, you are your job, that he was his job. And I hated that. I mean, especially when, when human beings are, have so many facets to who they are, you're not and this is where it comes into when I talk about gay people and, and, uh, and the overwhelming amount of gays and the LGBT community and, and how they viewed themselves, it's such a one dimensional aspect to their lives. And I know that there's more to them. And I cannot stand people fucking constantly go, well, I'm gay. And it's like, yeah, but what does that mean? You rub, you rub privates together with somebody of the same sex. Big deal. I don't care. I don't want to know about that. That doesn't mean that, that your whole life and everything that there is to you is just gay. Because then that's boring. I don't give a shit. I don't care. You know, are you, are you a caring person? Do you go out and do you help people? Do you give money to the poor? Do you, do you build houses or do you fucking do art or whatever it may be? Or is everything in your life centered by your gayness? You know, or is everything in your life centered by you being a plumber? Fuck that. God, that would, that, that would suck. So I can understand somebody being depressed because of their, because of their job or whatever. I mean, even if you're a janitor, even if you're a, uh, a burger flipper, dude, you can, especially at, at a chain restaurant, you can work your way up to manager. You can work your way up into the corporate aspect of it too. There's plenty of people who've done it. You know, I'm not saying it's the, 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 maybe the best way to do things, but also it's not the worst way, you know? Uh, and by the way, those 7 uh, million jobs are not burger flippers. They're not including the, you know, the $20,000 a year jobs. Those are 40,000 and up. And unless you live in a big ass city with, you know, high city taxes or whatever it may be, high uh, living, what is that called? Living expenses, whatever, whatever it's called. Um, you know, getting by with 40, 50 grand a year is pretty fucking good. You know, especially if you, oh, sorry, hold on. Especially, oh, fuck. Especially if you, uh, sorry, had a hard stop. Especially if you meet somebody who's also working and now you just doubled, well, maybe somewhere around that you added to your income until you start having kids. And maybe that'll give you the time to go up the ladder and, um, obtain a better job. I mean, there's room for all of us. There's so many jobs that are out there. There's so many different areas where you can go into. There's so much out there for you to still be an individual and still do what you're doing. So don't get down on yourself and know that there's more out there for you. But you have to put the effort in. And that's where the socialists come in to try to undercut that. They don't want people to think about being an individual and how great you are as an individual. You, specifically you, are fantastic. You know? We all are. We're all, I mean, the human mind, it's another argument that I have against artificial intelligence. It will never be on our level. There is not a computer that can learn as much as we can, and nor in the way that we can, or uh, process it and, and put it out the ways that we can. 
Computers will never be able to come up with the artwork that we come up with or the ideas. They just won't. They can't. They need a program to tell them what to do. We don't. So it takes, it takes different thinking. But what it also takes is being accountable and being responsible and not being a fucking liberal. Talk to you next time.